Hi everyone, this is Nate again. As you recall from last week, the boys had a little too much fun and wound up going really, really long. So we cut this episode into two segments. If you missed last week's, it's probably easier to start with that one to understand what's coming next. However, for those of you long-suffering and extremely punctual listeners, here is part two of our terrible Anglophone conservative columnist roundup with Andrew and Lucy from Bunta Vista Socialist Club. I want to introduce um the listeners the the, the international gang um to our boy uh a, a, a certain legend a king among kings um his name is brendan o'neill Yes, um, it's your boy Brendan O'Neill. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I was trying to like draft like very specific jokes, and I couldn't really. I wasn't really able to do it. Now there were probably like several reasons for that, right? The first one is that like, mate, like potentially Brendan O'Neill is like beyond parody. Like he is. If if there was like a factory producing like dipshit conservative columnists. He would basically be like model one. Mm-hmm. If this was like Evangelion, he would be like unit zero one, right? <laughs> the original, the original one. Um, He's like the Russian Jaeger from uh, <laughs> Pacific Rim. Uh, we were um, we were looking at some columns from uh, another Australian uh, dipshit lightweight columnist, Daisy Cousins, um, and she's she started writing these columns for Penthouse, and they're like extremely dumb. Uh, yeah, I don't know if they're meant to be like mildly titillating somehow, but really stupid. And I, so I was searching for one of these to look for it, and it came up with like the opinion page of Penthouse, and it was all articles by Daisy Cousins. <laughs> what are their opinions? Helen Dale. Oh, they're just like, oh, her her one was like, try dating a right wing girl. We're sexy <laughs> and we'll shit out a bunch of kids for you. <laughs> uh, again, we'll we'll call you any slur you like. <laughs> We're beautiful normie trad wives. <laughs> so there's her, he- Helen Dale, who's like a, a psycho Australian libertarian who got caught um, plagiarizing like a whole novel that she won a, a literary award for. <laughs> and um, Oh, that's so Stealing tweets and stealing tweets. <laughs> oh, she's always stealing like tweets and Facebook posts. And she still says, she still publishes like weird books now and she still puts like winner of the Miles Franklin book award or whatever on her things, even though <laughs> that was the one that she like plagiarized the whole book for. Anyway. um, Yeah. And Brendan O'Neill, tons of Brendan O'Neill articles <laughs> in Australian And I was like, I was like, clearly this is just the place for these fucking people oh, to wow. get like something published for 150 bucks <laughs> because, because no one else will, will run an article of theirs in an actual publication. Well, we actually, we hand selected this Brendan O'Neill article specifically for you because it's the most Brendan O'Neill article ever written. So, so before, before we get there, I think we need to kind of add some more context to Brendan, right? So Brendan O'Neill, like if you could think of every type of conservative dipshit take, Brendan O'Neill has probably said it at least once, right? Yeah. So that'll range from everything yeah. like the free market is good just because to um, uh, fedoras are good just because mm-hmm. to 
uh, the, there's like you know every every type of I'm sorry my brain is kind of fried but it's like every time every kind of like dipshit conservative take like Brendan O'Neill's on it yeah the yeah. thing that he kind of his like his his giant like Yu-Gi-Oh shield um, <laughs> in in the discourse is free speech right yeah so he's jumped on the same wagon as like every other like right wing conservative like dipshit to say that he's actually like a free speech warrior and. The thing that he really loves is defending people's free speech, regardless of whether he likes the points mm. that people make or not. Unless, right? unless, and here's where we get to the here's where we get to the article. Unless it comes to Brendan O'Neill and his relationship with slurs, right? <laughs> Brendan O'Neill doesn't like slurs. <laughs> he doesn't like playing the slurs game at the kitchen table. Um, you know, for him, that's the fucking red line. You don't use slurs, right? Everything else is fine. Let me, let me just say this. Sounds like a coward to me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Brendan O'Neill's like, you know, yeah, you can seduce my wife if you want to. Yeah, you can, you can, you can make fun of the fact that I wear a fedora in public settings. And the, the only song on my, on my Spotify is... is is uh, disturbs down of the sickness. Um, <laughs> you know, you can say all that shit. You can say all that shit, but you better be better not use a slur. And you know what the slur that Brendan O'Neill hates the most? What is it? What is it? Is it the N word? It's got to be white white male, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> there we go, Brendan O'Neill. Brendan it's O'Neill. Like, it's like black male, but much more friendly. Brendan O'Neill hates. Uh, Brendan O'Neill hates people referring to him. And other people as "quote unquote" white oh. men. <laughs> oh my goodness! This is, this is like this is my favorite shit when people try to act like it's it's the same as all the other slurs now. Like it's just it's just as damaging. So 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 I tweeted oh. I tweeted this out a couple of weeks ago because um, I just saw it, I just saw it circulating on Twitter and I found it kind of funny. I was like, well, what 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 would you like us to call you, Brandon? <laughs> <laughs> um, like, like I'm, like I'm pretty confused here. And you know, and and you know, it, it did, it did like a decent amount of numbers. There were like some kind of people, like the spiked, the spiked idiots, who were like, oh, "Why don't you just like refer to him as a person, right? As if like that's what we do, and there's no other form of like identification, like you know, individual identification <laughs> for people that you don't like, in, for people like you don't. Well, intimately just heard know. you're a Canadian, yeah." yeah. <laughs> Yeah, except, except 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 for in Canada, if like the police, if the police like um, if the police pull you over, uh, they refer to you by your full Christian name <laughs> and the nickname that your grandma gave you, because they believe that every person is their own little special, their little special star. It's true, and that's what Brendan O'Neill wants. He wants people to refer to him by um, the same type of nickname his grandma. Yeah, uh, referred to him as he's, he's Brent. He's Brendan Snookums O'Neill, of course. He's free speech warrior Brendan Snookums O'Neill. So I've got the article up here. Mm. Um, there's a lot of like dumb shit which you kind of need to read the whole thing for. So um, uh, I'm going to read like a couple of sections. Yeah, give us the highlights. So after he kind of goes through like some shit uh, about like why you know he loves Simon Jenkins so much or whatever. You know, I'm just going to skip to the end because like the rest of it's kind of like all of it's boring. So yeah, we've you heard it how before. I, so you know how I said at the beginning that like basically it's like every single like conservative take. So it mentions like pretty much everything from like, you know, something, something Brexit, something I don't like Guardian writers, 
Um, the politics of identity by contrast is separatist, fatalistic, dividing us into biological, racial and gender boxes and telling us we will never truly understand each other. And then he ends the piece by saying, I refuse to, sorry, I refuse to define myself as a quote unquote white man because I want to discover what I have in common with others, whatever their skin color or gender. I'm interested in the universal, not the particular. But then you can discount everything I've just said because I have a penis and I was born to, and I was born to white parents. My race voids my argument. This is the world we live in. Oh, oh, wow. oh boy. Oh, boy. Shooters. Oh. Shooters Brendan, shoot. Brendan, is Brendan O'Neill coming out as Aboriginal. <laughs> Oh. Brendan O'Neill, he is a POC. Yeah. Poor old <laughs> Sad Brendan. Oh, oh man. Sad mayonnaise that's ma- boy. <laughs> that's some major Joe Rogan shit, isn't that's, it? That's like, incredible. Mm. He, 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 lo- he loves the Joe Rogan show too. I think he's like pining to go on. Like he kind of like acts Joe Rogan oh, every God. so often. <laughs> So like you can, so you can sort of, you can sort of tell like you know where his next step is. Oh, absolutely! No, Brent, Brendan O'Neill is definitely gonna like do DMT and then like come back and be like, I just realized that all skin colors are beautiful and history never happened. <laughs> because that, that's just it. Like if, if, that's just that's why I find this ta- this take so frustrating because it, it appeals to this like sense of universalism that just that is you know intellectually palatable to a to a spectator reader who doesn't want to think that you know. They're racist, which they've conflated with basically being rude um, as opposed to anything structural. And they're like, yeah, I'm, I'm not racist because I don't, I don't play the game of slurs in public. And it's like, it's like, it's like kind of saying that, like, you know, um, I'm, not raci- I'm not racist because I've never used the N-word um, on, 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 on a public, in a public platform or on a dinner table. Um, on a public highway. And that, my, and that the refuse, and like my refusal to accept my daughter's black boyfriend um, is is because is because of his lack of education, right? Uh, yeah, that's kind of like that's kind of you know the spectator nomenclature, right? Exactly. I mean, I'm well, sure like- that black people at home, you know, they have slurs too. They talk about not being able to find a white guy in a pile of salt. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that shit happens. <laughs> Look, the game of slurs is inclusive. Um, <laughs> it's like Game of Thrones, <laughs> but just everyone's saying the In the game of slurs. slurs, you win or you lose your nationally syndicated radio show. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's because it's the whole th- the whole thing is like is like it's like it's in the nineteen at some point the end of the nineteen in the middle of the twentieth century rather. It's like the UK, US, Canada, Australia. We all were like, okay, we have to not be overtly genocidally racist and then the conservatives are like oh come on we want to and they were like no you got to kind of stop but because the settlement was uh, was based on universalism rather than any understanding of history it basically gives idiots like brendan o'neill and his followers the kind of intellectual oxygen to write this claim because it never recognizes that race actually was important for a long time and historically determined a lot of what goes on now but because we were just like no everyone has to it's like okay why don't we just say no, no, just race doesn't matter now. It's yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of like in some ways, it's this very weird kind of Blair years playground type of stuff. Um, and you know, it's kind of like this generation that's kind of in, bro- you know, it's kind of like this thinking that's been brought up. Um, at least like when I was when I was kind of in school, which was like, well, everyone is equal, right? Which means that like you don't talk about race, you don't talk about 
you know, you don't consider like things like race and sexuality in in the context of like how people interact with each other and the experiences of people because you know we've grown up to think that everyone is equal. Um, you know, it's kind of like what, what what's that kind of you know, satirist paribus in like GCSE economics, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I.e., like something that you kind of know from the beginning, like is an impossible scenario, but you do, but you kind of accept it in theoretical terms. These are people who are like you know ex- you know trying to kind of you know mainstream the idea that like as as you know as as has been said like you know history doesn't matter and like lineages the lineages don't matter and like all that stuff um because everyone is like equal in their eyes and it's like a very convenient way to kind of ignore external problems or kind of really avoid introspection uh when it comes to uh how you know how you process uh, or analyze your behavior in like historical in historical context, right? Exactly. And it- yeah, it's it's like as as soon as conversations have started happening about like structural racism, mm. so all all of a sudden people are like no 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 we're all we're all on the same level, everybody's fine, we're all on the same page, none of this stuff exists and matters as long as we all say that we have the same rules going forward. Yeah, just it just seeks to completely deny everything that's come before this point and how it's influenced where we're at and what's happening. Yeah, and it's it's a weird kind of trying to have it both ways. Mm. And, and like, the, like you want, and this and this is really Brendan's stick, right? Because like one of his other like f- you know free columns that he's been like programmed to write, <laughs> um, and, you know, involves like you know like you know standing the working class, right? Like he kind of like really romanticizes this like false idea of like, you know, the working class kind of, um, you know, joining in solidarity with their pitchforks, um, you know, to vote for Brexit and stuff like that. Like, you know, this is, the, this is a man who kind of has built, you know, supposedly has built a career out of rejecting identity politics, but he spends every third week like jacking off to the idea of, you know, families in like Gainsborough or somewhere. Um, all meeting, all meeting at like the same pub to talk about their grievances against like the London elite and the Guardian, like columnists at the Guardian. Well, he fetishizes the social conservatism of the working class, basically. Like that's his whole thing. He's like, his whole thing is the working class doesn't want your handouts, London liberals. What they want is the ability to play a game of slurs in a public park, like our grandfathers did, <laughs> right? Like it, it's he. Well, maybe it's like um, a new prime minister. So oh, we, right. we, we got ourselves another new yeah, prime Yeah, you guys get those all the time. Mm. Yeah. yeah, we got sick of that one. Got a fresh yeah. one in. Got a new um, one. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, Brendan is having a normal one as usual. <laughs> he, he, he is like, well, he is our most regular columnist. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Having a normal having one, a- being extremely offended about being called <laughs> one. <laughs> and, it, and, I just- and in that sense, like he's, he's, an extre- he's an extremely normal and regular columnist. Because he will, in fact, never die, um, because he because he is a machi- because he's a machine who's been programmed to write exactly three columns. <laughs> look, look, let me let me just say, as a person of color, and yes, the color is white. Yes, the color is white. But like Brendan, like Brendan, I am also a person. Of color. Um, like I, I will never stop being just fucking flummoxed by people who try to act like it's it's hurtful or like it just like it carries any kind of weight to just call somebody 
white or even or even mm. the things that are like nominally slurs for <laughs> white people like cr- cracker and honky and shit like that all the sort of stuff that is just like yeah when uh, if, if you if you live in a society uh, that has just been structured around giving all the easiest paths to you and your race and all that sort of stuff there's just it carries no kind of weight or anything the only reason you can be getting fucking bent out of shape over it is if you think there's something to it, like, yeah, if if in your mind you're having a little race war all the time <laughs> and somebody calls you white. <laughs> no, God, these God guys all live just in absolute fear. And the thing is, like, these are home counties nut jobs that read him, like, like countryside pub fascists. And they all mm-hmm. live in fear of a guy in like a crushed velvet purple suit and a big feather in his hat calling them a honky. <laughs> 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 like, I never... I just, <laughs> I just can't get the image out of my head of like how Brendan O'Neill imagines some like northern northern town called like Puddle Puddle Whittle or yes, something. Yes, of course, thank you. And there's like and there's like a man in a flat cap going like, "We had to close down the woodpile factory because of political correctness." <laughs> <laughs> it's, well, that's, the, that's that's that same take, right? Ah, oh, damn! They shut down the racism mine. <laughs> Actually, everyone minds racism on computers. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want. I don't want to retrain to do all this fancy computer racism. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what that accent. I'm bad at accents. I've lived in this country for like seven years, almost eight, and I'm so bad at accents. (laughs) You're really bad at your own. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Riley's Canadian. He sounds like a generic American. Wow, you really do sound like a generic American. You sound like the you sound like John. What's his name that does the Bob's Burgers voice? <laughs> oh, that's the, I have his H, accent. I have H. John Benjamin voice. <laughs> you are H. John Benjamin voice. <laughs> yeah, H, no, H. John Benjamin voice is actually a slur. Oh, and it's, I'm like, so sorry. it's like Borat voice, my wife, but H. John Benjamin voice, Lana! <laughs> <laughs> Hussein, who was bravely recording at like three in the morning in Vancouver. It's 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 one thirty, and I'm about to fall asleep yeah. again. So I don't want to interrupt like another story <laughs> with my snoring. I'm really looking forward to listening. Gentle snoring. I'm really looking forward to listening back to this episode and just hearing myself sleep. <laughs> <laughs> but but thank you for having me on um, your from, own from, podcast. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> from, from the land <laughs> from the land where everyone is gender neutral. Um, except for Brendan O'Neill, who is a machine. Um, and I will see you when I'm back in the UK. All right. Uh, Hussein, uh, go dream of, of short kings like Joe Rogan and Ben Shapiro. Thank you. I will do. All right. Catch you later, guys. <laughs> Bye. Well, look, uh, because we're allies, we're bringing you a lady. Ooh. Bringing some we women bringing into you. the mix. That's right. We're bringing you um, a lady with the most... Roasted brain in Australia. <laughs> okay. yep. We're talking about a lady called Miranda Devine. That's a pretty sweet name. Uh, hey. Mar- she's got a sweet oh, name yeah. though. Good name. Miranda uh, is a. It's so she she's like a staunch Catholic. So she goes nuts like defending uh, everybody from the Catholic Church. She gets accused of like child sex mm. offenses. Um, so, so Cardinal George Pell, who is um, the most senior. Um, person from the Catholic Church in Australia and the third most senior Catholic in the world at this point. Mm. Um, he has finally, he's finally been charged with historical sex offenses. 
Um, it it had been brewing for a long mm-hmm. time. Who knew? Yeah. Who could have that's guessed? Who, that's when you molest kids thought? in an old timey way, <laughs> wearing a yeah. stovepipe. No, that's hat. when you. That's that's when you're you you are doing abuse, but it's sepia toned. Yeah, you wait for a kid to get their hand stuff. caught in the steam loom, <laughs> then you take advantage. So um so he got charged with historical sex offences, and she chose to write uh some stuff about how it was like. Uh, basically a conspiracy by the police to distract from the crimes in Australia being done by ethnic minorities like our Sudanese crime gang. Oh, are we getting to the Apex gang? The Apex yes. gang, baby. Yes, yes, yes. Yep. She, she, she accused the Victoria police of doing it to distract from their inability to control the black crime wave. <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> so somehow it's it's pretty cool that Australia is constantly under threat from um roving gangs of Sudanese immigrants mm-hmm. um when they're like point point one of of one percent of the population. Mm. Yet the mm. whole country is in fear. <laughs> Could be happening at any time. Absolutely. Um That's right. <laughs> she had a she had a really good take that the um the Grenfell Towers uh, disaster was the result of green ideology. Uh-huh. Yeah, of course, because you know, green ideology involves having like a lot of really unsafe electronics plugged into the same socket because your tower is not being maintained at all uh, completely. When mm. 19 brave Saudi <laughs> hijacked green ideology <laughs> and crashed it into the Grenfell Tower. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, she uh, she said in that piece, uh, you can't overlook the deadly green ideas that contributed to the tragic Grenfell Tower fire in London. Yeah, that's or can yeah. you? <laughs> can you? Who's to say? <laughs> Nothing <laughs> is real. Most people yep. have managed. Nothing it. is real. I smell toast. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I I like though with this that she so she claims that because um because they use this composite cladding, um which you know was was intended to make the building more energy efficient mm-hmm. um, as she says here uh, not just for its good looks but as a sustainable energy solution to achieve green ticks in the carbon obsessed British regulatory system it's true we are obsessed as the, and also I, all I think it, about is carbon they, did they, and they also they had that attractive cladding on all of the uh, all of the Catholic priests as well yes <laughs> As the management company running the twenty-four tower story, twenty-four uh, story tower, the Royal Borough of Kensington and Chelsea Tenant Management Organisation declared in a strategic report about the refurbishment, all of this will greatly enhance the energy efficiency of the building. Uh, mm-hmm. So, so she thinks that it's um, because when it's on she, fire, we won't need to heat it. <laughs> yes, she says. <laughs> Green ideology has given us sky-high electricity prices mm. and now flammable cladding. I like that she can't make the connection between the fact that like um, that it's capitalism driving people uh, trying to cut all corners and do the cheapest possible solution to providing any kind of service. Yep, no, it's, the, it's cultural uh, Marxism. But, it's basically everyone yeah. read the dialectic of enlightenment. Um, and everyone read like uh, art in the age of mechanical reproduction and was like, damn, the... This group of um of sort of Marxist philosophers called the Frankfurt School is really interesting. Anyway, I'm going to go burn down a tower because I hate the West now. Better get some cladding. <laughs> um, but but I wanted to bring you, I think, what is probably one of our favorite columns of hers from last mm. year, in which she brought to us the thesis that um, a white woman being shot by a black cop in the U.S., Proves that racism isn't real, and it's somehow the Black Lives Matter's fault. Oh, damn. They got us with science again. <laughs> Fuck. That's so, logic. She's defeated us with logic. Oh, damn it. Oh, she, she and Brendan... 
hate when I, that happens. I really hate when I get owned with logic, uh, and then mm, that's right. The my and my only my <laughs> only response is just to get triggered and weep. So um, so Miranda's ready to explain it to us here. She says how a sweet blonde Australian yoga teacher in her pajamas came to be shot dead by American police outside her home in an affluent suburb of Minneapolis is a mystery her family desperately wants answered. So do Mm -hmm. we all. But what we can safely assume is that Justine Damon's death was made more likely by anti-police atmosphere whipped up in the US by the anarchic Black Lives Matters or BLM movements. Yeah, that's 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 true. You know, it's. What a what an easy and obvious connection to Absolutely. make. Absolutely, it's like yeah. the more police, uh, it's, it's like police realize they'll never get viral fame on their body cam if they don't commit a bunch of unnecessary murders. Mm, that is true. Oh my god! So continuing on, over the past three years, BLM activists and complicit media and politicians have incited a wave of ambushes and assassinations of police which have made officers feel on edge and under siege and more prone to make tragic Sorry, mistakes. Assassinations. Uh, yeah, you know you know how in the States over the last couple of years, we've just seen those waves of videos of poor unarmed police being shot dead in the streets? Yeah, it's like there's nothing more mm. dangerous to the police than in like an unarmed black child. You know, mm. it's, it's like... It's- in some police departments, diversity trumps all other considerations, including public safety. No, it fucking doesn't. <laughs> The di- well, it, the to, be fair to, her, to be fair to her, public safety is not a very high priority in most police departments. You know, you know what people always say? Public safety is number two. <laughs> um, so the dishonest narrative pushed by BLM is that America's police forces are riven with systemic racism against innocent unarmed black men. Again, that's... I don't know where they could have got this from. No, no. But the facts say otherwise. Are you ready to get schooled by some fucking facts? I am. You ready I'm to get so triggered? ready. Hell yeah. They don't care about your feelings. That's that's they, how I feel about facts. <laughs> they do not. They only care about James Dunning polls. <laughs> Absolutely. Feelings. That's right. <laughs> but, the, but the facts which do not care about your feelings say otherwise. And in any case, the officer who shot Justine was a black Somali American. Muhammad Noor, 31. Oh, he must have infiltrated from the Apex gang. I like that she has to clarify that he is Somali and black. (laughs) Just to to get them all. Not one of these famous white Somalians. Uh, Justine was by all accounts a gentle, kind person who had moved from Sydney's northern beaches (laughs) to the US three years ago to marry the love of her life, Don Damon, who was away on business on Saturday night when she called 911 to report a woman screaming in the alley behind their house. When the patrol car arrived, Justine, 40, went to talk to the officers and Nora allegedly reached across in the passenger seat and shot her several times. Nora is grieving too. Uh, we always got to feel sad for yeah, the cops. of course. He issued, a, he issued a statement through his lawyer yesterday saying, Officer Nora is a caring person with a family he loves and he empathizes with the loss others are experiencing. It's like the... the- Oh, oh! Here's the okay, problem. Hit me, hit me with the problem. Nor was Nor was recruited in 2015 as part of a federally funded recruitment drive by the Minneapolis Police Department, which had been lauded as a model of diversity. Oh, There's the problem. Damn. It's the mm, diversity. It's diversity, of course. That's the problem with the police. Yeah. Um, when you make the police too diverse, you get the wrong races shooting the wrong races. Yeah, we need. That's we need right. to make sure that, like, it's only white people who are, you know, committing systemic and sustained uh, murder campaigns across the entirety of all of our countries. Oh, goddamn. It gets gross, okay. though. Uh, oh, good. 
Uh, Nor was hired less than a year after the riots in Ferguson, Missouri, which launched BLM and set off the set off the catastrophic chain of events which culminated in Saturday night's tragedy. But yeah, BLM that's, that's has a normal never way to look at this chain. Of yeah, events. it's yeah, yeah, exactly. Damn, this is like that movie, The Butterfly Effect, but really racist. But BLM has never admitted that their entire movement is based on a lie. When white police officer Darren Wilson fatally shot Michael Brown on August 9th in Ferguson, he was acting in self-defense. Forensic evidence and eyewitness accounts show that Brown had assaulted the police officer and tried to grab his gun before Wilson shot him, and not in the back like the media claims. Uh Okay. Right? Jesus Christ. I, I love that this is, this is a thing that I really love about all these reactionary columnists um, is that they all think that like the mainstream media is actually controlled by radical leftists, which if it was true, mm, yeah. would fucking rule. But like, like she's <laughs> anticipating that the most that the most strident kind of progressive criticism is going to actually be hire more women guards. Like it's truly <laughs> astonishing mm. and an inspiring level of mental gymnastics. Just to basically say that every single event from like you being late to work and stubbing your toe to the Black Lives Matter movement to fucking to, 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 to all of it just culminated in um, her being able to make a counterintuitive point that will trigger the left. Like it's, the, Her entire worldview is just childish. Well, like. Police, br- police brutality, bad when it happens to white people. <laughs> well, just what, what I don't get about this, though, is that, like, there's no point here at which she interrogates the idea that, like, maybe the police shouldn't be constantly shooting unarmed people. No, it's just like it's, it's, <laughs> it's entirely about what, what race they are. All she's saying is, oh, well, a white lady got shot by a black cop. Therefore, there isn't a problem specifically with black people being shot by white cops. It's just people being shot by cops, which is apparently well, fine. This is, this is what it is. It's like, like a reverse black swan thing where it's like you see white swans all your life and you see a black swan and you're like, oh, yep, no more white swans. Sorry, those uh, those definitely don't exist. It's incredible. Well, like, yeah, she, she just she just doesn't seem to be able to make the connection that like that a cop being super jumpy on the trigger and immediately shooting someone just for like running over to their car does not dispute the BLM line at yep. all in any way, shape, or form. The entire point of what they're saying is the cops are fucking insanely jumpy and constantly shooting people rather than ever trying to de escalate situations yeah. or follow any sort of proper training. The entire thing is just about the the instant that I think that I might have to deal with some kind of situation. I just immediately pull my fucking Glock out and shoot somebody three times. In no, the they're, chest, they're, which is exactly what happened. They're in this Homer case. Simpson turning off his TV with the, with his gun, basically. Um, <laughs> or maybe yeah. she thought maybe, yeah. maybe the officer thought that she was like an ISIS person and that he was, she was about to do a car style attack. Yeah. She'd been, she'd been radicalized, but, um, but yeah, yeah the police like shooting said, people is fine as long as it's just completely at random because mm. then everyone has an equal chance of just being randomly killed by the police and that's the price we play for living in a society. <laughs> exactly. Being, being shot by the police isn't a problem as long as, you know, they're not doing it because of your race. Like I said, I just I don't understand how you can, like, see this report of this happening and your first thought be like, ah, this is in complete conflict with the message of BLM. <laughs> like there's nothing 
like I said, there's nothing about it that conflicts with it at all. The the issue is police brutality and the killing of unarmed people. Yeah, it's um, it's, it's it, these at its at its core. Yeah. These people exist just Whereas, to point out like minor inconsequential hypocrisies, basically that aren't hypocrisies. Yeah, yeah. Although um, she manages to make everything extremely racial, mm-hmm. going on to say. Gun murders of police last year increased by 56%, probably to like two cops, (laughs) and 21 of the 64 deaths were ambush-style shootings. Uh, In a leaked internal document last year, the FBI explicitly blamed BLM and the media for the increase in attacks. Oh, isn't it weird that the FBI would blame people of color for people of color getting yeah, shot? It's not like they've ever done anything like that before. You know, it's uh, it's not like they've yeah, ever yeah. tried to make Martin Luther King kill himself. It's not like they sort of instituted a, a, a counterintelligence plan to like try and infiltrate um, like groups like like Malcolm X or whatever. Like, no, no, no. They've never done that. They've never just no. they've never um, uh, done sting operations where they like, you know, find like a. Like, like, a, like a mentally challenged 16-year-old Muslim and tell him, like, you know, if you go over into that van, there's going to be ice cream and then arresting him for trying to do 9-11 too. Like, no, none of that. Uh, I just she, love she the goes, idea of a, like, an ambush-style attack against cops where you just leave, like, a big, a big box of, like, donuts and porn mags out on the, <laughs> on the pavement and you just wait for them to wander over. <laughs> Uh, a a big you, box you, over the top of it, propped up with a <laughs> stick, the string tied to it. If you ever want to see your beloved cops again, <laughs> well, I, I, saw, I was talking about this with friend of the show Ahir Shah. Uh, well, it was up that we were up the fringe. We were saying the biggest crime of all would be what if you stole the police? <laughs> to which he then said, "That's what Bane does in the in Batman Three. He steals the police. It's an incredible realization." But this, uh. Again, again, this comes back to um to what we were talking about before, Milo, of like reverse engineering a conclusion that suits your worldview from evidence that says something completely different. So she says, um, she goes on to say, America's first black president, Barack Obama, was complicit. He and his black attorneys general, Eric Holder and Loretta Lynch, and the rest of the American left encouraged the backlash against police. And as police were targeted, they began to withdraw from communities. And of course, the people most at risk when the police withdraw are the poor and vulnerable in crime-ridden black communities. Yeah, because then they're not going to get so, killed by the police uh, like they like. I, I like the idea that she seems to be putting forward here, which is like that the police just started mistreating black people in like 2016. No, it's like all, all, all of these people. It's, it's like all like at some point what happens to a boomer's brain is like a switch flips when they get to a certain age. And then all of a sudden they just remember the entire world as like naughty books uh, or, or, or busy town or whatever, where there's the friendly, friendly yeah. officer and the milkman and whatever. And then like black lives matter and, you know, millennials and, and pussy hats or whatever came in and ruined their beautiful storybook memory where, you know, the police was a, ni- a nice guy who said hello to you uh, as opposed to, they took away the woodpile factory, <laughs> and then the police had to start shooting everyone brown. <laughs> right, like it's the, the police. The police used to be nice, and then Antifa came in here and ruined it for yeah, everyone. Because, and again, it's <laughs> and, and the, it always comes back to the fact that they've read the Frankfurt School because they're cultural Marxists, which again yeah, is yeah. incredible. It's just relatively sort of dense books of cultural criticism and it's the main threat facing the West because it's inspiring everyone from Barack Hussein Obama to Black Lives Matter to Antifa (laughs) 
because we're all being commanded from beyond the grave by no Jürgen Habermas is still alive. We're all being commanded from beyond the grave by these like sort of um, like like bookish <laughs> bookish German philosophers. But yeah, like again, just this idea that you know, as as opposed to. Um Everybody used to love cops and cops used to be nice to everyone and everything was fine up until a couple of years ago, as opposed to the idea that like the police have always disproportionately mistreated communities of color and, you know, fucking shot unarmed people and framed them for murders and planted guns on them and all that sort of shit that we've seen so much evidence of over the past 50 years, like how many fucking cases can we see of people getting exonerated like 20 years after the fact or taken off death row or, you know, finally getting their trial reopened where they find out that they just pulled some white lady off the street and said, hey, do you reckon that guy did that crime? Yep. Yep. Lock him away. God. All that sort of shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and maybe the only difference is that now everybody in the fucking world has a video camera in their pocket. Mm. And now we're just seeing it all the time. Like, but no, that's probably not it. It's probably no, it's, it's Black Lives it's Matter's fault. It's because it's because every white person goes like a little bit crazy every time they see a non-white person, and the more and it's like it's like me- it's like mental kryptonite to us, of course. So we can hardly be blamed. Well, I just want to give you the last yeah. line here before we move on. A black cop killing an unarmed white woman does not fit the narrative pushed by BLM activists. But they may as well have pulled the trigger. Wow. Ladies are real piece of <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, it's it's true, you know. Um, it's like it's like that's that's Black Lives Matter's secret plan is to get every uh, white person in America to stand on a big X where then they'll have a piano dropped on them and then they'll have to know what it's like to have piano key teeth. <laughs> yeah, well, hang on a minute. No, so white people's police brutality is just working at the Tesla factory, <laughs> 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 having shit fall on you. <laughs> All because Elon Musk hates yellow. Yeah, but she's she's suggesting then that but Black Lives Matter's uh, policy is uh, so. Uh, <laughs> The police disproportionately murder a lot of black people. We want the police to murder more white people to balance it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would really be encouraging white genocide. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah again, just just the idea that like you can take a single incident of again a person, an unarmed person being shot by a cop, and say, ah, because the races are flipped around from the one we're used to. Uh, this just proves that systemic racism doesn't exist. Yeah, it's the same, like, nope, no one can know. It. It's the same two two tropes. It's not possible to know anything except all the stuff I think already. And, yeah. um, <laughs> and then know. even the very fact that the story is noteworthy, that a white woman has been shot by a black cop, is in itself proof that clearly pretty much all the time white cops are shooting black people. <laughs> Well, it was like that. Um, like that. Uh, the guy that was in the news a week ago or whatever that was getting arrested in an airport, and he started shouting, "You're treating me like a black person!" <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, that was amazing. Yeah, it, yeah and all, those people were like, "Yeah, funny. What would that be then? What are you?" Oh uh, yeah. You know? And then he had to be like, "Oh, oh, because you're respecting me, and and you're not saying slurs because we don't." That's the thing is that the, the the police officers used calling me Mr. Former President. <laughs> it's that the, the, poli- the police used to be like polite and your friend, and they would come round to your house and you could play slurs with them. But now, ooh, diversity. I just don't get that shit at all. Like cops in Australia used to like 
I think the um I think the sort of vibe in Australia and and England is very similar in terms of you know we used to have like the the friendly country cop type uniform mm-hmm. we used to just have like a guy a guy in shirt sleeves and slacks and a funny oh, hat. ours have the bad hats um yep and and like now in Melbourne all the cops that walk around are all walking around in a group of at least three or four mm. with like tactical vests and combat boots and a whole bunch of shit strapped up. And like every time I see them, they're either keeping to themselves in a group in a way that I don't think encourages anyone to think, oh, I can just go up and have a chat to these cops and their many guns and like pseudo militaristic gear. And like that, or if I see them talking to anybody, it's literally a group of police surrounding a person, mm-hmm. all talking to them and asking questions at once in like what well, is very obviously intended to be an intimidating way. Yeah. I always think to myself like, yeah, if if the fucking narrative that you want to push is like people used to like cops, it's like, well, start fucking acting likable. Don't don't have your whole thing be like, we're going to try and turn ourselves into this paramilitary force roving around in gangs. <laughs> Well, no, it's uh, like acting as unapproachable as possible and then wonder why the fuck people don't like you. What's the thing? I don't actually feel like the thing is, I don't feel safe if I'm walking to the store unless I know that there's someone out there who might run me over in an M1 Abrams tank because he was too busy, like trying to text a dick pic to a juror he's trying to intimidate. So we all know uh, we have the UK's terrible columnist, but the UK also has a cottage industry of giving terrible people like timeshares in terrible newspapers. Um, and so, uh, Jeremy Clarkson, um, famous asshole and, uh, famous dunce, uh, has, has written a column for the times entitled argue with today's youth and they'll call you a racist, then start blubbing, <laughs> which again, it's oh, wow. this, and we'll see, it's the same thing where, um, in, in the, in, in the, in the Delling poll article, he's like, the only answer could be that, uh, that science must be wrong. And so his never considers that maybe he might actually be a racist. It's the children who are wrong. Um, I simply try to engage the dinner party in a game of slurs, and I'm instantly labeled a racist. Okay. Okay, so uh, Clarkson begins. Over a lovely lunch on my holiday this year, one of the quote-unquote old people around the table said that Britain's super slack immigration policy means we are letting an army onto our shores. Well, the mood couldn't have changed more quickly if I, if she'd said, "I've just murdered fourteen tramps." <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. What? What? Uh, what could possibly sound? What could possibly sound racist about like uh, talking about race, uh, like talking about immigration in the context of an invading <laughs> horde of savages? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why people took it so also, weirdly. What the fuck could have led to that? If someone was just like, "Oh, could you please, uh, can you please pass the pepper?" It's like we're being invaded. I feel like uh, I feel like calling, I feel like calling people tramps is like the homeless version of calling uh, sex workers hookers. Or something, oh you know? yeah, it's very, it's very old school. Oh yeah, yeah. this is excellent. Tramps. And it's like ladies of the night. Or something. Yeah, yeah. street walkers. Here's the thing. <laughs> One of the young people began to sob. Actually, sob. And another fixed the old person with a stare made from rage and bile and explained that everyone from everywhere should be allowed to live wherever they like. Again. Yes, that definitely uh, also, happened. Also, uh, oh, now is my favorite bit of the article as well. Uh, <laughs> and between mouthful. Where he makes a droll And between comment. mouthfuls of Padron Peppers, I agreed with this, saying I'd love to live in George Clooney's house on Lake Como. 
which is definitely an old person reference. Which is the same thing. It's yeah. the same. Immigration is the same as just moving into someone you don't know. Yeah, absolutely, house. that's exactly. Uh-huh. The same. It's racist <laughs> if you don't allow uh, for if you don't allow fourteen people to camp out on your couch. Actually, not wanting to um, not wanting to live in the middle of a, like a war zone in Syria is exactly the same as wanting to live in George Clooney's house. We don't all get yeah, what we some, want. Yeah, you know, some some people are George Clooney and they live in a lake house in Como. Other people are dead. Um, yeah. Okay. Also, they're definitely having this conversation in a fucking expensive villa not far from Lake yeah. Homo. Like, exactly, like, like, Jeremy Clarkson's making it sound like you don't all get what you want, but unless you're Jeremy Clarkson, who is a multimillionaire and can literally have pretty much anything he wants. <laughs> so he says, this yeah. went down rather badly. So as the lovely lunch was turning into a bit of a disaster, I changed the subject and began to speak about the hot summer in England, which turned into a debate about global warming or climate change, or whatever it's called these days. Only the other day, the former Labour spin doctor, Alistair Campbell, said that to deny man's involvement of this should be a crime. Callback. And it seems he has full support from those who are under 25, even though they certainly hadn't got the science worked out. Whoa. (laughs) Jeremy Clarkson engaging in a little bit of client denial here. (laughs) To save save his, his dinner party from the terrible gaffe about saying that basically like Syrians deserve to die because they're in Syria. He's then like, anyway, climate change isn't real. I, Let's I move love, on to like, something less controversial. Just, just in terms of things that absolutely did not happen oh, yeah. is like the, the Adam Sandler level screenwriting of saying a thing at a dinner and having someone there immediately start going. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking never it's happened. A, it's we're anywhere. all triggered by the truth. Is the issue? I mean, I'm certainly triggered. Oh, I, I couldn't get through this article. I'm triggered right fact, now. Oh, Nate's edited this out, but we're all weeping. <laughs> we're all triggered. We are. We're so weeping triggered. and gnashing our teeth. <laughs> uh, like I said, like I said, twaddle. But my attempts to provide some kind of enlightenment fell on deaf ears. They were right, and that's that. Cars are bad. Central heating is bad. Donald Trump is very bad. Kale is good, and I should shut up because it's not my world anymore. I'm simply a guest whose outstate is welcome. Again, reasonable point. <laughs> I mean, like, what, is he disagreeing with the point that Donald Trump is very bad? I, I, I mean, I don't, I, I try not to listen to Clarkson, but I assume he would be a Donald Trump supporter because he says what's on his mind. It's like he, 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 yeah. <laughs> he likes the. What is on his mind is insane. <laughs> yeah, he was, well, what's on his mind is tertiary <laughs> syphilis. Yeah, it barely even makes sense. <laughs> What's on his mind is how much he hates windmills because they kill birds. He hates windmills because once a windmill stopped him getting laid in the 90s with a woman he totally could have had sex with. <laughs> he's very attractive, actually. Lisa, Lisa oh, Rinna was very he's, unfair he, to me. He's still, he's still extremely mad at Scotland about yeah. wind turbines. Um, but Because <laughs> of his stupid fucking golf yeah. ball. So basically... Okay, the thing about the wind turbines is they blow the, they blow the wind at me when I'm playing my golf. Okay? And it ruffles the hair. I don't like it. It dries out the vaginas of my nearby attractive <laughs> women. Okay, it's not good. It's not good for it's not healthy, right? So he then goes... He then, he then basically talks about how, you know, his generation... Uh, Love Gordon Gecko and asset stripping meant thousands would lose their jobs, but that didn't matter because it meant we could party harder that night at Annabelle's. Other people didn't matter. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so ba- I don't know why he's ma- he's basically saying that they didn't care about the previous generation either, but that they did a bunch of psychotic boomer shit, like um, privatize everything and then, you know, do a bunch of like stepped on coke in the back booths of, of this terrible club in Mayfair. 
Hell yeah. There's no there's no position more defensible than other people don't yeah. matter. No, it's true. I mean, yeah. I mean, again, that's this is what this is why Jeremy Clarkson, even though he isn't a full time columnist, is the purest conservative columnist because he just says the fundamental thing that underpins every single conservative columnist. And he's literally like mates with uh, David Cameron. Like they go like fucking pigeon shooting oh together. Oh so he would say basically in building a world like this, the boomers' parents would explain. So he says our parents would explain in much the same way that Martin Sheen explained in Wall Street that we were building a house made from straw. But just like Charlie Sheen in the same movie, we paid no attention. We were convinced of our own righteousness. I mean, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> the boomers were all doing crack cocaine. Yeah, the, bo- Boomers were <laughs> that explains boomers so were much. all this thing. Charlie Sheen is the ultimate boomer. It just sounds to me like Jeremy <laughs> Clarkson only owns one DVD. <laughs> <laughs> and he uses it to <laughs> just been thinking about Wall Street <laughs> a lot. He uses it to do Coke off of, of course, mainly. Yeah. Um so in a debate about but anyway, actually before you go on, it's like that's the thing. It's like, yeah, you're right. Your generation did fuck everything up because you don't think other people matter. But then you're saying, how dare you get mad at us for any reason? Because we're perfect. Yeah, that's 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 his, that's his point. In a debate about transgenderism the other day, I'm sure that came up <laughs> organically. Great. I wondered out loud how sport would work if people were allowed to choose their sex before kickoff. And I was called a racist immediately. <laughs> what? Why did you get called a racist? <laughs> yeah. Had, had you had you also said something racist in the same sentence? Like it's, it's, Probably. It's, it's just, he, he only has the one one word. He doesn't. He's like the all. None of these people know what words are. Like their whole thing is pretending they have no idea what anything means. And like maybe he was playing a classic game of slurs while he was then just saying, anyway, what about <laughs> transgenderism? Because clearly, also he's having a, a, an actual good faith um, discussion about it, where he wants to learn more. He oh, hasn't yeah. just kind of ooked out by the idea that like some people were born a different gender, a different gender than their biological sex. No, no, he doesn't just want to like, you know, trigger the lefties. Well, yeah, it's it's the same as all like the the stupid like, you know, oh, the thirty four genders I identify as an Apache attack helicopter, all that stupid yeah. shit that is. Yeah, it's like it's like people are effectively saying to you that if they are saying anything like that in good faith, they are effectively saying apparently at some point I s- stopped having the ability to learn yep. a thing. I'm I'm done learning a thing now, and I'd just prefer to sound like a fucking idiot for the mm-hmm. rest of my life. Um, or to the podcast, mm-hmm. yeah, or um, <laughs> or it's just constant bad yeah. faith, and you you're just telling people, oh, I'm just pretending that I don't get what any of this stuff is that you're talking about because I want to. Oh, make it's you mad. so confusing. I dropped my spocks of slurs again. I self-identify <laughs> as a pile of wood. So, <laughs> so really, and here's where we get to the point, a point of the of the of the article, right? Which is like he was why he said, Oh, we did we disagreed with our parents, but then we went out and did something, and specifically what they did was ruin the fucking world. Um but the, the real point he's trying to say is you're not allowed to disagree with any of this because then you're being judgmental, which means you're a racist, and that's before we get to the concept of me too. And everybody brace yourself for this subclause because it's a doozy, which means I can no longer ask the tea lady at work to get me a cup of tea. Yeah, no, that's the same as raping a lady. <laughs> yeah. That's that's identical. It's the same thing. It's identical it's to sexual assault. It's the same assault. thing. It's, I haven't had tea in ages. Yeah, put some sugar in my tea, honey. <laughs> yes, thank you, Southern Jeremy Clarkson. Yeah. Like it's uh, insane. It, uh, again, it's it's the same. It's the same shit where people try and act like, oh, 
You know, because um, Harvey Weinstein got in trouble for like forcing his penis into the mouths of dozens of women, I'm not allowed to speak to a woman yeah, that's anymore true. because I don't know what Because that's the same thing. Do you guys see that? <laughs> because my custom when I speak to women is to force my penis into yeah, their mouth. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, well, that's even, the thing. We actually haven't been my, talking to Lucy at all. We recorded this between us and then she adds her track over over it afterward. Yeah. That's yeah. right. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> We maintain a respectful distance at all times. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but again, like I just, I just don't understand this whole thing of. I mean, number one, it can either be what we were just talking about of somebody essentially saying, "I am unable at this point in my life to learn or understand the concept of mm. consent," um, and or you know, it's it's just easier to say, "I cannot speak to or look at a woman anymore." Um, in which case, we're, we're all just advocating for Sharia law yeah. at that point. I mean, I, as you I support it myself. I yeah. support it. I, I support Sharia. It's a but, sick uh, law system. As a cultural Marxist. <laughs> yes, obviously. Yes, it's, it's all this fucking pretending. It's the same thing as the gender stuff. It's the whole just saying like, oh, but I, I don't know what I can or can't do. Even fucking um, uh, Henry Cavill from the Superman movies. He had that interview a couple of weeks ago where he was like, oh, well, maybe I'm just oh, yeah. an old-fashioned guy. I can't hit like, on women anymore. Yeah, he was like, oh, I like it the old-fashioned way where you chase a date. <laughs> but now I don't think you could do that without being accused <laughs> well, no, of raping he, her. It's, it's, I was he, like, Henry, Henry Cavill likes to engage in the timeless art of seduction, which is where you put a bunch of like makeup and cosmopolitan magazines underneath a box held up by a stick. Yeah. <laughs> you, you use the wedding sack from the Borat film. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I suppose the only other thing that I can take mm. away from that sort of stuff is, is people effectively saying, I am completely and utterly without the ability to read or interpret social mm. cues. Absolutely. Like just, I, I, I cannot or I refuse to actually will look at how a person is reacting yeah. to me like which to be fair it. is exactly jeremy clarkson's whole absolutely vibe. like yeah yeah <laughs> i don't know if southern jerry Garson would be like i do declare that you very much trigger the liberals <laughs> when you do very normal <laughs> things like punching a man in the face <laughs> when you're in yeah. your place of work these days they say you, you can't do that it's assault well i say i'll never talk to a man again in case i punch him in the face <laughs> No, well, that's that's fair. That his vibe is basically encapsulated as bumbling, ignorant yeah, fuck. Because that's the thing. Like, uh, here's and look, uh, there's a million other things to unpack in this article, like how he thinks that racism is just being judgmental as opposed to historical power structures. You know, it's but that's the same thing that racism is just conflated with person a personal failing or rudeness that they can't conceive of any structure. But like ultimately. You know, if Jeremy Clarkson is going to say, because of modern uh, social mores, I'm just not going to talk to anybody anymore, I'll say, good, great. Cool. Can cool. you start now? Yeah. If you if you can't get through like a single conversation with a woman or a person of color or anything without saying something racist or misogynist or whatever, then good. Shut the fuck up. Mind your business. <laughs> That's fine. Oh boy. Okay. God so damn. That, that's that's Jeremy. That's Jeremy Clarkson. Dark Jeremy. The UK. The UK's dark Jeremy. Of <laughs> <laughs> our two Jeremys. Who boy? There's also there's also chaotic neutral Jeremy. Jeremy Vine. <laughs> oh, don't for, don't. <laughs> who just hosts a phone in show on radio too about like how loud your lawn. Don't is. don't for, don't forget don't forget <laughs> uh, uh, true neutral Jeremy. Uh, Jeremy Kyle. No no he's lawful. Oh, he yeah. he's he's lawful neutral Jeremy. Sorry. 
We're gonna have to do the Jeremy alignment chart another time, though, because we are we are severely <laughs> over time, and Nate's gonna die when he sees the edit job we had to do. He's gonna be upset. Um, yeah, gonna be apologies to Nate in advance. So how do we? Um, Sorry. How do, how do we think our 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 two peripheral Anglophone countries stack up? It's gone. It's gone I pretty think, well. They're both I think. bad. I think we're very similar. You know, Man, we're both pieces <laughs> of shit. I learned I learned something today, which is that. There are there are terrible conservative columnists all over the world, so we should be internationalist. Exactly. Like I felt, I can't, I was just a bit disappointed about our British showing because I felt like our columnists were as dumb as the Australian columnists, but they weren't as like balls out of the bath. Like like they didn't have the same frisson of craziness <laughs> in like what they That's were true. saying. Yeah, it was like more like low key idiots. Well, ours are smug. Where the Australians were just like, oh man, you can't even set fire to a black person anymore. <laughs> they'll call you, yeah, they'll yeah. Call you a misogynist. <laughs> ours, our ones, we kind of punch yeah. above our weight in the sense that our conservative columnists all like say the quiet part really loud. <laughs> it's, all, it's all articles about how like the real racists are the black people asking you to stop yeah. shooting them. Because they're asking you to stop shooting black people. Why not ask them to stop shooting white people? You know what it is? It's- well, the problem is when they ask to stop being shot, they always call the cops white, which is the real most offensive slur. You know what it is? It's that, all, it's that your terrible conservative columnists are all yeah they're all psychotic and our terrible conservative columnists are all like really smug but they're reading a book upside down (laughs) 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 oh boy what strange alphabet is this (laughs) all right um i think um maybe it's time we uh go go um enjoy our lives outside this terrible terrible realm of conservative uh columnists Mm. across the various seas I Indeed. Say, um, uh, Andy and Lucy, thank you guys very much for coming on. Um, they have a, an amazing podcast called Bunta Vista, or as uh, one guy called it, Boon Vista. <laughs> in a, in, in the thre- <laughs> one very in angry the Twitter man. thread that made us all friends. <laughs> um, and I strongly recommend you go listen to it. They have a Patreon. Um, I, I listen to it all the time. It's where I get my knowledge of um of the Australian news from, and you too soon can learn to fear the Apex Gang. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, thank you very much for coming on. Thank well, you for having, having us. us. It's very Sweet. Fun. pleasure. All right, good night, everybody. Oh wait, actually, no. Before I say good night, um, thank you to um oh. Ginseng for our theme song. It's called Here We Go. You can find it on Spotify. Uh, try commodifying your descent with a T-shirt from Little Comrade, and uh, don't forget. When you want to, when when you're looking to cook up some anti-Western conspiracy theories in your kitchen, there's no better way to do it than with the quality and style of Remy cookware. There we go. <laughs> also, thank you to all the the trash boys and persons uh, who came to my Edinburgh show. Yeah, it was cool. All right, now good night for real, everybody. <laughs>